Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. Well, we're in trouble because there's a stranger in the house. Good morning, String Bean. Good morning, Annie. Annie is so overcome by his presence that forgot to push the button. Buzzer, you're back. I'm back. I'm back after six weeks spell in the UK, Scotland and Ireland, and 24-7 with my wife, bonding exercise, going up staircases, getting lost, reading maps, driving down one-way streets. The wrong way. With, with an umbrella in the hand in Dublin there. A bit hard to drive. And you know I'm not a real good driver. You were driving with an umbrella in your hand. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, I'm back in the... Anyway, look, it was uh, a test of the relationship at times, right? Getting up and down the stairs with two suitcases and King's Cross and 10,000 stairs and, and all of it. And I might say that I understand perfectly why your wife would be a little bit concerned because you have parked near the studios this morning with a vehicle parked halfway across Smith Street. Yeah, it could have been a bit closer to the gutter, I reckon. It's blocked both ways, mate. <laughs> make matters worse, they gave me a manual car, driving around a manual car in, in Ireland and a little bit of England, and that made it even more difficult. But overall, I survived the trip. And we had a great time. And just a bit of, from a socialistic union point of view, I did go to a couple of really good places. The People's Palace in Glasgow, absolutely fantastic. The post office in Dublin and the Kilmanane Jail in, in, in Dublin as well. The Limerick Castle. I went to quite a few castles. Let me tell you one thing that I did learn out of the whole exercise. I know why. I now know why Irish and Scottish are so resilient when they put up with uh, what they put up with over a thousand years over there, uh, don't want to hang too much on our English supporters out there. But uh, <laughs> let me just say that they haven't been treated that fairly. I don't reckon over the generations, right? Well, if you can survive the climate, 
in the in the British Isles, well, you are resilient. Oh, I've got to tell you, I went up the top of that aisle of sky and it was rain and wet. Even that, um, what do they call it? The Cliffs of Moya in, in Ireland. Jeez, that was wet, cold, windy, but survived it all. And I did make a special presentation because on the last day I did manage to go to a famous spot in England where I found... In London. In London. Sorry, I'll get it right. Uh, yes. Highgate Hill. Where Highgate we, Cemetery. Highgate Cemetery where on I found... On Highgate Hill. And I got down the bottom of the hill and my wife said, we've got to do a tour of that because somebody famous is in there. Of course, it was <laughs> Karl Marx's... Um, and I did notice, place. I did notice around Karl Marx's uh, uh, funeral spot there that... Um, that uh, it was his 200th birthday, right? And there was a few people gathered around. And this cemetery's a bit eerie. It's got all ivy all over the whole lot of it. And I got a bit of a couple of little books there and presented them to me, mate. Here, yeah, yes, and much appreciated. Marxism, Marxism. Yeah, yeah well, it's worth re- worth reading the classics, I reckon. And um, he was a, a man that changed a lot of things in his time, didn't he? He analysed capitalism and told people what they needed to do. Unfortunately, some people took only bits of it. Hence, we now have the Chinese Communist Party Incorporated. But never mind, <laughs> let's head on with the show. Yes, you're on the concrete gang, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and particularly feeling up after the big rally was a this big rally, week. wasn't it? And uh, I don't mind if uh, some people exaggerated slightly and said it was 120,000 or the media said it was 100,000. I don't care. It was the best turnout for a very long time. In fact, I think since work choices and the range of unions who participated was also a very positive sign. Very impressive. Good turnouts. Uh, NUW, AMWU, ETU, um who else did a good turnout? I'm going to say a little group. They're not a big group, and that is the Independent Education Union, oh, the yes. Catholic uh, schools teachers, actually did themselves a treat. They did very, very well in the circumstances. I mean, schools were not closed, but they did themselves a treat, and they got, they got there, and they were union proud, and good on them. ASU had a decent presence. Yep. Yeah, there was quite a lot. It was great. But you don't just go on the flags. I mean... I'm not going to be critical. Some people had lots of flags, not many people. But there were other organisations who were there and who had big contingents and did, did themselves a treat. There was a whole group of TWU blokes up the back. Didn't have any flags, but they actually had TWU uh, paraphernalia on. And good on them. There's a lot of those sorts of groups. And I think that really the ACTU, me, Always a glass half empty, but the ACTU have taken a long time to get themselves up and running, but they are now, and we've got to keep the campaign going. And if we can start off, even with 50,000, let alone 100,000, even 50,000 is a good start to a campaign. The fact that we have started off on a much higher level for the first big rally of a campaign like this is absolutely exceptional. Would it be fair to say that with Sally McManus and the ACTU, maybe in the past that we've been too closely connected to the ALP and the ACTU, and now that she, we might have just distanced herself a bit more and have the strong, a stronger ACTU position rather than be told or dictated a bit by the ALP? Well, historically, 
and us old folks tend to uh, think in historical terms. The Labor Party was the creation of the trade union movement. Methinks that over the last 30 years at least, the tail has been wagging the dog. And it's about time the dog took back control of what goes on because we are, I think, a lot more relevant to people than the people in the Labor Party have ever conceded. Politicians think they're everything. When basically, when it comes down to it, doesn't matter what stage of capitalism you're in, it comes down to how organised you are as to the standard of living that you have, the services that are provided to you by government and so on. It comes down to the trade union movement above all other things. And if there has ever been a greater demonstration of the need for trade unionism, all the shit that's gone on in the last, uh, what, 10 years, when we got rid of work choices, we got a Labor government in and we got the Fair Work Act and it all turned to shit, and we still have problems. And we still have, unfortunately, industrial organisations who do dirty deals with uh, employers like uh, in the retail industry and people are, in fact, worse off now in so many ways compared to where they were going back to the 70s and the 60s and so on. Me pet hate, and I don't want to slag them too much, the old SDA over the years with the Coles and the Woolworths of the world, too many rotten deals done there. And they were showing up the rally singing Solidarity Forever. <laughs> were, they, were they there? <laughs> yeah, they were. Were they? They were. But yeah. most other times they're worried though. about, they're worried about, they used to be, they've been on one position, used to be about anti-gay marriage, and I'm thinking... Surely they'd be looking after their members' interests first, wouldn't they? Given they're the biggest union in the country, and they're probably a pretty small contingent, really. I, like it's, yeah. Anyway, that's they're not a real union. Whatever. Righto. Well, we will be positive about this. At least they fronted up, and let's hope that they have learnt from their past mistakes. The SDA leadership and the leaderships of all unions need to get out there and give. Their rank and file some leadership. And that was, the, that was, to my mind, the highlight of the rally this week, that people were there, they were given leadership, and we will build the campaign. I love that the groundwork was done before all this, that we know exactly what we're fighting for. There's a manifesto. Um, that won't go away once the election's out of the way. So we do need to change the government, obviously, but um, then people will be measuring up, well, what, what were we asking for? And to do, does it get delivered? And if it doesn't, then the ACTU is going to be held to account too because they've put it all on the on the table. We know what we're fighting for, penalty rates, get rid of the ABCC, bump up the minimum wage, allow unions to do their job. You know, all that stuff is just, it's all there in detail. So it's got to be delivered. I think one of the other strong things that we're really on a winner with at the moment is this small commission into the banks and AMP and the scandalous behaviour and the actual embarrassment of, of the Liberal government to come out and support all those mobs in front of industry super. Uh, and, and give them company tax cuts. Yeah, and now giving them, giving the banks actual t- taxation cuts after some of their behaviour um, in ripping people off over the last 10 years. It's a disgrace. Might help compensate for all the fines they're going to have to pay as people uh, seek their prosecution and also class actions against the banks. I'm sure they'll just add it to the fees. Mm, more ATM fees. Mm. But uh, no, it was fantastic to see. And ACTU is also reporting membership coming through. So they've got a call centre where they take general calls for joining the union and they're saying they're getting more than ever. Um, And... That is spreading across industries, including ourselves. 
Yes, it should be noted that our membership was uh, 27,000 in the last half year where things were just a little bit slow. Already more than 22,000 renewed by the end of April and we're going gangbusters and we will, as the uh, amount of work in both public and private projects picks up, we will be going gangbusters. And I've got to say, the state government has made commitments, even the federal government's made commitments to infrastructure. But while that might create a lot of work, there's also going to be a lot of problems with uh, some of these parties uh, that uh, are involved in tendering this work. Hmm. CPB, John Hollands and so on, all trying to do shit deals and cut unions out. And uh, to the boys who were on the uh, Metro Tunnel early works, pulled up uh, last Friday and uh, came out because they weren't allowed to have a meeting on the job to discuss the money that was owed to them from uh, the site allowance increases that were won through the uh, disputes procedure. When the company wouldn't let uh, the meeting take place on the site, the meeting took place out on the street in the middle of the tram tracks. (laughs) And guess what, folks? That's a job which is just public transport orientated. There's a free tram from Swanson Street all the way down St Kilda Road and back. And if there's a dispute, well, I guess it's going to be a public transport picket line. (laughs) Righto, we might cut to a track and we have... Well, it sounds like trouble on the civil jobs if they don't do the right thing. This is Trouble by La Bastard. If I can make trouble, boy, you better well explain. Told me there's a way that I'm expected to behave. Think that I'm gonna settle down so nothing's out of place. Rather raise some hell to see that look upon your face. If I can make trouble, why should I make anything at all? If I can make trouble, why? There it was, uh, La Bastard, Trouble. And, uh, that, will, that will be the infrastructure hey, uh, organiser's theme song. Judging by the fact that their civil uh, crew were leading up the rally the other day, that was great to see, right behind the banner, all the CFMU flags. Shout out to all the civil guys on Sky Rail and, and the women. They were, they were looking great up the front there. And we wouldn't have seen that a few years ago, would we? All the nope. civil CFMU members up the front of the rally. That's right, and there's going to be lots more of them. Now, we should also mention that tomorrow is an RDO. Finally. Finally, (laughs) yes. A little bit of time, but that's... Yes, we uh, did in the current EBA negotiate a deal 
Unfortunately, the deal did not include all of the uh, calendars. We sought five calendars, so we were ahead of whatever was going to happen uh, in 2016 with the introduction of the ABCC and all the rest of the things that the uh, Turnbull government wanted to do. We tried to negotiate five calendars, so we went beyond the current agreement. And unfortunately, with Easter being the earliest it's ever been, uh, it's actually in March this year, if you remember, and the fact that Anzac Day was in the middle of the week did create some problems and we could not get agreement. But I'm quite sure that the calendars that follow for the rest of the uh, period will be quite satisfactory. But anyway... We've got two or three more, so we know that's the case, right? Yes, we do indeed. We've got them all booked up. We put out a calendar. Lots of bosses didn't agree to it and put alternatives to their employees. But we won't go into that today. We might return to that in the future. Five weeks, never again. But with the RDOs, guess what? As the gorilla pointed out last week, they all sookied up and they want people to work on Monday. Folks, come on. Get real. She's there crying about that too, let me oh, tell you. Five weeks, not enough. Five weeks is not enough. Come and they've had, had a dry run, but you watch them now. They'll use the excuse of rain <laughs> over the last part of this week to justify why they need to work well, on Monday. there was a Monday. bit last night, wasn't there? There was a bit last Sorry, night. Sorry, last night. I'll say Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, well, Thursday night, Friday Thursday morning. Thursday night, Friday. Too late, too late. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if the boss is putting it on you to work tomorrow, the RDO, the answer is simple. I've waited this long. I ain't waiting no longer. And uh, let the union office know if anyone is being brought in to do jobs on the RDO. We've all waited a long time and they've had more than their fair share. With the rain, I've got to say, it was a bloody lot of rain, particularly for our brothers and sisters in Hobart. On Thursday night, they had 80 mil in five hours and there was flooding everywhere, which is pretty remarkable given that Hobart is a hilly town. But obviously, the water must have rushed down Mount Wellington and engulfed half the city by the sounds of the news reports on Friday morning. Righto. You know what to do with rain? You don't work in it. Don't be, well, be like the chicken. Even the chicken gets out of the rain. Correct. I did notice the poor boys over in Edinburgh and Glasgow had to work in the rain. It was a bit harsh, six and seven degrees working in the rain. So, you know, we, uh, we've got it slightly better than that, but make sure we administer that on the jobs and make we've sure got, it happens. We've got to hang on to it because let's just be brutally frank there's a lot of stuff in our agreements, in our award, which don't apply anywhere else in the world. We have always in this country and in this industry led, and uh, we have got to hang on to that because too many people now are actually working for internationally owned companies who go, what? They not work in the rain? You are kidding me. And uh, that is not acceptable. We've fought for this, we've won it, we've got to hang on to it. I think in Germany they just won a 28-hour week or something, didn't they? It's yeah, but when it's raining, they've got to work. <laughs> <laughs> work in the snow, work in the cold, work in the rain. Anyway, 
Moving right along. Plenty more to fight for. You've got to think about it. If the less hours you do, the more jobs there are. And let's just talk now about a matter that's come up in the ACT, and that is the fact that the operator of a Frana Crane uh, has now been charged with criminal offence under the ACT Crimes Act because he was operating a crane which... uh, was involved in an incident from which there was a fatality. I think they were lifting a generator or something. Yes, that's right. It was a crushing incident. Multiplex job? Yes, crushing incident. And the consequence is that the crane operator has now been charged with manslaughter under the Crimes Act, not the OHS Act. He is actually facing jail. Pretty much the same Crimes Act we have here in Victoria, yeah. but that hasn't really been used. Well, it hasn't been used at all, as far as I know, um, for a workplace incident. Uh, but it's certainly, and they under the OHS Act in the ACT, they've gone after the safety rep, yep. the management, um, all the way up to the top of multiplex yep. um, for for breaches of the OHS Act. But it's the operator who's got the criminal offence um, or criminal charges, and. We talk about the the possibility of losing your ticket a lot, um, but that's you know this is this is a big jump from there. This is a huge jump and unprecedented. Yeah, unprecedented. Even though the Crimes Act, which is the crime in Victoria, is the Crimes Act of nineteen fifty eight. Even when the Westgate Bridge collapsed and all those people were killed, there was a royal commission but there was no uh, recourse to the Crimes Act. In fact, there was no recourse to anything. Nobody was charged with anything. So let's just jump now to 2018, and we're in a situation where one particular legal uh, area, the ACT, which is also partially run through the Commonwealth of Australia, is now looking for the first time to prosecute people under the Crimes Act. Now, I don't know what the circumstances of that crane operator were, was. I'm not exactly uh, sure of what the circumstances were. There was certainly an incident. There was certainly a crushing. There was certainly a fatality. Who is responsible for what I don't know, and I don't think that will even become clear till the OHS matters are finalised. But for the operator, who I understand was a casual, who had been brought in to drive a crane after hours, in the dark, facing up to criminal prosecution, me thinks it's a little bit too enthusiastic on the part of the regulator up there. Well, they haven't been that quick with some of the employers over the years, and I've been involved in a few jobs. Weren't very quick with Grocon in Swanston Street either. No, and I've been involved in a few, unfortunately been involved in a few jobs where workers have been killed, and I'm not going to go into the exact details, but quite a few things have gone wrong in the sense of inductions, JSAs, risk assessments, Traffic management plan, the whole lot of no one's ever been, no one, no management side of things ever been charged. So it sends a bit of a shockwave really through us all that this is the way it's going to go. Well, we've just got to be aware that if you've got the pressure on you, it's at the moment, it's going to be you that wears it. You know, this is going to be the scapegoating. 
because the laws aren't in place to get the employers. Now, we're, we're pushing for industrial manslaughter, and that's corporate industrial manslaughter laws. So that means that you've got to be a director, you've got to be in control of the site, the company itself, uh, the lead contractor, you know, they're the ones who are going to get the charges under this campaign. So when you hear about the industrial manslaughter campaign, get behind it because that really places the uh, responsibility where it should be. The ones, you know, the pressure comes from the top and that's why most of these incidents happen. Um, but at the moment, people have got to think twice. It's your ticket. It's potentially worse than that in this case. Um, you've got to say no or talk to your rep, you know, make sure you talk to your rep. That's what they're there for. The situation will be played out over the rest of the year in the ACT and out of that will come all sorts of consequences. I doubt there will, just the sound of it so far, there'll be much justice in any of this, but never mind. We need to uh, look ahead and support the action. As Stringbean said, we've got to support the action of the union We've got to put the pressure on the government and make sure that those who are in control of the site are the people who take the responsibility for what goes on on the site. And just quickly on the ACT, we'd like to thank thank uh, Dean Hall. He's moved on in his position up there and all wish all the best to Jason Omar, who's taken over the role up there. And they've done a great job up there in bringing that branch up to a really good standard compared to where it was when they first started. And well done. Okay, let's go to Scallywags. Buzzer. We've got plenty? We've got one of your favourites. Who? Luca Tippers. Ooh, okay. <laughs> He's gone back the other way. We have gone to the bottom of the barrel. It's rusted out and we're digging down. <laughs> <laughs> Low hey. altitude flying. Oh, I, did war- I did see a Bill Corp job the other day that wasn't real flash. Can we throw them in too as well? Oh, yes, we'll throw Bill Corp in. We'll throw Hutchies in. Because oh, yeah. Hutchies, uh, at least on some of their jobs, could not help themselves. Well, they went a step further than what they had to, I think, on this freedom of association thing, didn't they? Oh. Put their company leatherhead, changed the wording. Oh, please, come yes. on. Yes, Hutchies. Okay, you got cited by the ABCC. Doesn't mean, and remember what happened to Uncle Nigel, you actually have to comply with the law if you're an employer, not make new ones. Okay? Over-enthusiastic. Uh, over-enthusiastic. Let's talk about another over enthusiast. Uh, our good friend, Adam Maltman. Hey, sir. Oh, Adam. I, I think <laughs> I think his barbecue might have got rained out because he thought he'd just take his backyard gazebo and put it up as in a way of creating a sheltered walkway. What's wrong with that? Just a, you know, Bunnings 50 buck gazebo that'll do the job not really <laughs> and what are, and what are you going to do when it rains you have your barbecue you've lost, you've lost your backyard gazebo well Just... adam we're not going to buy you a replacement you go and pick it up yourself son right oh we've got arc painting abn's any all chance over to get the anyone wages there yeah, well. <laughs> it might it might help mightn't it <laughs> Speaking of an over-enthusiastic ABCC, where are they for that? The sham contracting all over the shop. Oh, yes, and uh, they seem to be able to uh, turn up on a job adjacent to the one which is the health and safety problem. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the ABCC is supposed to be concerned about safety. Yeah, right. Um, but when Element 5 have panels swinging like helicopters and 
um, fall, no fall protection in place, all sorts of issues going on. Um, do you think WorkSafe will show up? Not at all. But when they get caught on camera, when yeah. when the boss gets, when the safety manager gets caught on camera under the concrete boom, work, you know, Ooh. pushing people around, uh, the ABCC shows up to the job next door to try and take on the photographers who filmed it. <laughs> but the uh, the WorkSafe WorkSafe don't bother showing up at all. ABCC were there in two hours. Oh, well, our yeah. umpire mate's not doing too well there, are we? No, no. He's getting a bit over-enthusiastic. Yeah. Come on, anyway, umpire. Anyway, we're Come also going to name City Circle and oh, SLH. Yeah. Uh, didn't mind proceeding with uh, works while the rally was on. Good on yous. And Monarch. Throw Monarco Hickey into that too, yeah, can yeah. you? Yeah, Monarco. Monarco Hickey. Right, though. We've got one... Scallywag, it's a collective, it's not Scallywag, Sookie Lala. A Sookie Lala is all the bosses in the industry who have whinged no end about the rally, the fact that they can't work the RDO, and they blame God for rain. <laughs> every right one of so, you, every one of you. So every boss is going to get the Sookie Lala award this week, but who are we going with, with Scallywag of? Oh, Lucas Tippers. Yeah. Yes. Lucas Tippers. Absolute shocker. Shockers. The bottom of the pit. The bottom of the pit. So we're going to send a cheerio to the gorilla who uh, has obviously had enough of your travel stories, Buzzer, and uh, decided he wouldn't front this morning. But no mind. We're going down. Dare to struggle. Dare Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you You lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang, and we're going to go out with uh, a little tune which... uh, I'm just trying to remember the name of the uh, bloke, and the phone's ringing up to tell me who it <laughs> is. It's the name. It's uh, How Come. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.